What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Throwing Up Bricks podcast, episode 8. As usual, I'm Jake. He's Jared. Zed is how Canadians say Z. Oh, Crocky. That's Australian, yeah. but you get the point. All <laughs> right, everybody. <laughs> so really far away. <laughs> true. Across the sea. We got a lot to cover. Uh, some really important games here. Uh, but first, we got some housekeeping. Um, as usual, you can contact us at our email account, which is the throwing up bricks JJ at gmail.com. That's throwing up bricks JJ at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, as always, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, and now officially, uh, as we said last podcast, we are on Spotify. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We're yep, legit yep. now. We're we're a we're legit. podcast. We're mixing up the intro. We're legit, man. It's cool. I like it's it. Opposite day. <laughs> All right. So let's stop dilly dallying around and get into it. Get a boo. Get a boo, Jared. <laughs> All right. So wow. Here we are. We're pretty much set in stone. Uh, yep. for what's going to happen to the playoffs. So we had some really huge games, really big performances. Uh, you want to start at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. We're coming to you on a Thursday night here, um, August 13th, and uh, right at the conclusion of the, the final game, which was that Trailblazers barn burner at the end there. Um, but, but, but you know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let, let's the start at the beginning, yeah. probably. That's the nightcap. Uh, so at the beginning of the day, you know, we started with Bucks Grizzlies um, as the first of these four games um, that really mattered today, right? So going into today, Grizzlies, Suns, Spurs, and Trailblazers all had a shot at the play-in game, with the the Blazers on the top of that four in terms of the standings, and then in order it went Grizzlies, Suns, Jazz. Uh-huh. Um, so the first game of the day, very important. It was basically win and you're in for the Grizzlies and the Blazers, and so first game of the day. Grizzlies got it done, man. 119 to 106. They vanquished the Bucks, who admittedly didn't have Giannis because he headbutted Mo Bogner. Yeah, that's that's the real story about this. How upset must you know we'll get to them later. We'll get to the Suns later. Let's just talk about this game. All right. So as you said, <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all getting this. Yeah, yeah. The the superstarless Bucks. Um they didn't really have anything to play for, and it's evident in how many minutes their starters played. They capped out at about 20 minutes. They didn't play much in the second half, if at all, I think. I mean, so, yeah, this was literally handed to them on a platter. What'd you say? I said it didn't mean anything to them. They were pretty much locked into place in the standings. So, yeah, that's of mm-hmm. course they didn't play everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason to. And so how lucky for the Grizzlies. There's no Giannis. They have nothing to play for. They sucked all this whole time in the bubble, and they get an easy one at the end. Finally got one. Um, they got some big performances. Jonas Valanciunas oh, had a triple-double. Yeah. They had two triple-doubles wow. in this game, actually. Jonas went for 26, 19, and 12. 12 assists from Jonas Valanciunas. That's not... You don't see that often. We should <laughs> treasure that mm-hmm. moment. Um, and then Ja went for a more reasonable for Ja triple-double. Uh, with 12 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. And then Dylan Brooks chipped in a, a sweet 31 points there. Um, yeah, he was Fun hooping. fact. Yeah, he was hooping, man. He was killing it, which is good, because he's been cold he's been absolutely frigid uh all bubble um mm-hmm. and the grizzlies pretty much go as he goes i mean i don't know if you knew this but throughout the season um 
when he scores 20 plus points, the Grizz are 20 and six. So basically wow. they go as Dylan Brooks goes because yeah. the reason, you know, they, they need is scoring, you know, they don't have a lot of offensive firepower really behind John Morant. So unless mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks is giving you a solid 20 plus it's, it's hard to outscore most teams. So it makes sense. And uh, he finally got it together here. So that was good to see. Um, yeah, it's, it's encouraging. I mean, they're a young team. They've struggled, but Hey, they had to play who was in front of them. They didn't, you know, it's not their fault. The circumstances are like this, but they took advantage and they took their own destiny and they made it to the semi playoffs here. Yeah. As disappointing as they were up to this point. I mean, at least they got this one, you know, back against the wall. <laughs> this was do or die. And, uh, this young team stepped up, you know, they could have crumbled. Definitely. Definitely could have crumbled. So kudos to them. Um, minor note. Uh, I was on Chris Middleton watch for that 50, 40, 90 season. Cause going into this game, he was at a 49.9 field goal percentage. He just needed a no measly point one, And, uh, he put up a clanker in, uh, about yeah. 20 minutes of action. So seems like Middleton's not going to join the 50, 40, 90 club after all, but probably a good thing. It'd be weird if his name was among the, the legends in that category. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. But hey, I wouldn't put it past him if he does it at some point. I mean, it seems like he's improving every year. And with Giannis improving, he's only going to get easier shots. So hey, I wouldn't put him past him if next year he's on the list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably only missed out by what ended up being, I don't know, 0.1, So it's, you know. Yeah, just a couple threes. Yep. Yeah. Could be in the cards later. Um, so that's all I had to say uh, about that game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, going into Valanciunas, uh, as I said, I believe I said that he was their X factor. Uh, if they want a chance of beating the Blazers, he needs to play like this. He needs to be aggressive, and he needs to be uh, essentially the focal point of their offense. Obviously, the ball is going to be in Jaw's hands, uh, but he needs to be the primary scorer because that allows Jaw to hit outside shots to to come off the pick and roll. He opens up options for Jaw, which is the most important thing. Yeah, if he can serve as sort of a Nikola Jokic light at that high post, you know, just a kind of hub of the offense, you know, that the ball kind of passes mm-hmm. through, people cut off of, um, then they'll be a lot more dangerous because you're right. They're just they're just kind of missing some top end scoring and playmaking with Triple J out. So if Jonas, you know, I mean, JV's done it before. He's he's a good big, you know, his main knock is just that he's he's almost from a different era where he's just too slow of foot. Right. But. Uh, you know that yeah, that's talking about the defensive end. Sure. So um, on offense, though, he he has some of the passing chops. I mean, he had twelve assists tonight. So if he can be that offensive hub at the high post, that's that's great for them. Um, I don't see it being enough to knock out the Blazers. Uh, no spoiler alert, but uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, so moving on to the next game. Uh, next game of the day was the Suns, the most important game, right? I mean, there were other games today, but we're just not going to talk about those because there's really four main important games. So Suns took on yeah. the Mavericks. Um, and I won't bear the lead. They crushed them 128 to 102. However, mm-hmm. Mavericks played similarly to the Bucks in that um, uh, Luca played the first half and then he didn't play in the second half. Um, and and most yeah. of their big time players only played, you know, capped out of 20 minutes as well. So, um, I mean, Chris Tapps didn't even play in this one. So, if I could interject really quickly here, yeah, Boban. When he gets big minutes, he puts up big numbers. He always the does. Dude's a stat monster. 18 and 20. Woo! He's so fun to watch. I just love it. He's so talented on the offensive end. He's just such an oddity, right? Because you just don't see that. Like, even among all these mm-hmm. giants in the NBA, this seven foot four behemoth is is absurd. Like, he's a sight unseen, right? So, like, mm-hmm. he just 
he can get something and so easy like, around the rim because he doesn't have to jump. It's this weird. It's just so weird to watch, man. It's like it's like you're back on the playground, transported back to grade school, and you just got one giant kid who his growth spurt before everyone else. He's just standing in the paint, getting every rebound, and all the kids are trying to jump on his back to get the ball. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It's grown men like struggling to contain this behemoth, but he's talented too. He's got touch. He can hit shots. He does have he's, a nice soft touch. I, I just wish he was more laterally quick so that he could get legit minutes because you know we're not going to see him very much in the playoffs if at all no we're not um i mean he, he'll probably get some run against the clippers when they play zubats so um yeah. look to him for him to play basically as many minutes as zubats plays probably they'll try and keep him to that matchup because they don't want him guarding trez in space trez is just going to blow by him um that's another thing uh Zubac tends to in the playoffs start the game and then like JaVale McGee with the Warriors not show up for the rest of the game. So, yeah, so we might see Boban um, do the same, you know, just for yeah. matchups. Um, hey, we got our Boban show and I'm happy. About we got it. our Boban show. Yeah. Maybe someday some offensive genius will figure out how to use him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, the Suns did really well in this one again. Devin Booker came through. He needed it. His team needed him. And he came through with 27, 7 and 5. You know, pretty standard for Bubble Booker here. You know, just putting he's been spectacular. He is. I mean, we've known he's been one of the young stars in the league, but this bubble performance has just shown me that if the Suns can play well next season and get their stuff together, that Devin Booker is going to enter into that superstardom level. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he certainly can point to this as an arrival of sorts, right? Um, I mean, this was a a not insignificant stretch. You know. Um, uh-huh. I mean, this was high pressure. This was almost playoff pressure, right? Um, There were no, you know, outside of maybe the Nets and the Wizards, there were no, like, bad teams in the bubble. Um, So, like, every every night he's going up against pretty good competition, if not the elite competition in the league. So, Mm -hmm. showing that he can do it on that stage and for eight straight games and to carry a team under pressure circumstances, this is is a huge step forward for Devin Booker. So, I really hope that they build on this next year instead of taking another step back. Exactly. That's my fear. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's really hope that the Suns do that. Um, but yeah, the backs against the wall. Here they did it. Both the Grizzlies and the Suns won their early games in the day, right? So that's where we started today. Given those wins, um, the third important game of the day was the Spurs Jazz. However, um, based on how the tiebreakers go and the the Grizzlies being higher in the standings and the Suns having the tiebreaker uh-huh. over the Spurs. By the time that game tipped off, the Spurs knew that they were eliminated mathematically. So mm-hmm. there's not much to say about this game. Technically, the Spurs lost to the Jazz 118-112, but they didn't play um, you know, the, their big names much um, because they knew they'd yeah. been eliminated already. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's it's sad to see that because I really wanted to see DeRozan play one more time. He's been so fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, the, Suns, the Spurs just came up short. The streak has ended. I don't know if you saw that post game interview where uh, Popovich was giving the guy a hard time, pretending like he had no idea what the classic was. pop. I mean, the poor guy couldn't classic even see pop. Pop's expression because he's wearing a mask, right? I think that would have, yeah. <laughs> I think that would have helped yeah. him know that he was yanking his chain there. But uh, <laughs> it's classic pop. But that's the thing about Pop; he truly doesn't care about that streak. <laughs> oh, it's a streak, yeah. uh, and he's accomplished so much in his career. That organization has accomplished so much. And I think he said that's, it. That's he said it. it in that interview later in the, the answer, right? He, he, he joked around for a bit there. He yanked the reporter's chain, but then he said, yeah, I don't care about the streak uh, other than the fact that it says we've had so many amazing players come through here. And I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for that. And yeah. like, 
yeah, that's really what it is. You know, I mean, he's had, he had Timmy forever. Right. And that's, that's really what you think about, but he's had other great players come through there. I mean, Tony and Manu were, were no small part. The reason why they made so many um, playoffs year after year. Um, and then after that, getting Kawhi and him blossoming into what he is, you know, um, and then even after that, getting LaMarcus and, and, and Damar, like they're not insignificant in the span of things. They kept the streak alive as well. You know, it wasn't up to the snuff that maybe Spurs fans are used to from Timmy years, but they kept that streak alive and they kept the Spurs relevant, which as Laker fans, I can tell you, it's a real bad place to be in when you're no longer relevant. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially with, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would compare them to the Patriots. It's just, it's almost unheard of in a team sport for a team to be constantly relevant and contending for two decades. It's unheard of. That is, it's absolutely astonishing that any organization in any sport can put together a team year after year that competes for a championship. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So kudos to the Spurs, well man. Well done. As an excellent, basically two decades here. So <laughs> more than two decades. Cheers so. to San Antonio and those big old fat women, as Chuck would say. That's <laughs> Chuck would say. Yeah. So that was the third game. Uh, ended up not being too excited. Um, mm. Yeah. So, the last game of the night. We're on it. It's important. Blazers, Nets. Is win or win and get in, lose and go home for the Blazers here. If they lose, then it's sudden screws in that playing game. If they win, then they get to take on the Grizzlies as the presumptive eight seed. Um so this was huge. Before we yeah, before we get into it, can I just uh, throw something out there? Sure. Is, is this game in contention for best game of the bubble? I hit my I there were so many, man. I mean, when we talk best game there of the bubble, like God, there were so many that went to overtime, multiple overtime. Um shots down to the wire, Devin Booker's game winning shot, you know, Doncic's exemplary performances in close games. I mean, Jokic doing his crazy driveway dad fadeaway, you know, where he's basically like Dirk, yeah. except if you you put him in an old man's body. Uh, although at the end of this career that was dirk so i don't know (laughs) but um true yeah i don't know man it it could be though it definitely could be and that's a testament to how good this game was that it's even in the conversation with how many good games we've had yeah maybe at least the fourth quarter because there was so much weight behind what was going to happen every possession felt like a knockout blow at the end there it was like oh my god this is going to happen this is going to happen it did yeah Um, and in the end it felt like a playoff game it it really did right like it came down to the wire it was superstars going after each other dame on one end then karis down the other end cj coming up big broken back cj i mean this dude what a freaking baller man dude has a fractured uh disc in his back right and and he's out here just balling because he knows his team needs everything he's got i mean Way to go, CJ. Mad respect, dude. Um, yeah, it's 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 another thing is that he's never talked about it. You know, it's it's the media a couple games ago, I think, uh, reported on that, yeah. that he had that injury, but you never heard him talking about it. It just it just not him, but the culture that Damien and he have built. Uh, they they don't mess around. No, they're lunch pail. You know, they're just lunch pail mm-hmm. guys. You yeah, know? they go to work and they do their stuff and they take care of their city and they're loyal and. I mean, no wonder Portland loves those guys and loves that team because, I mean, I would love to have a loyal team like that, you know? I mean, I love being a Laker fan. Don't get me wrong. You know, I love our history. I love our amazing players that come through here. But, I mean, that's a kind of loyalty you just don't see often, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
since Kobe, really. I don't think anybody has been as loyal yeah. to their city and their team and uh, as Dame has let's, been. Let's and throw Dirk, Dirk and that's Timmy in there point. as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yes, yeah, so sorry, we buried the lead a little bit there because the the Blazers pulled it out. 134 to 133. Oh, yet again, no defense being played in a Blazers game. Surprise, surprise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, kudos to the Nets. I mean, they could have just rolled over. They have nothing to play for, right? They're locked into their spot in the East. You know, they're mm-hmm. down their three best players, basically. And and here they are playing hard, man, playing super hard down the stretch. And I was just, yeah, I haven't watched a lot of Nets games in the bubble. I haven't watched a lot of Nets games in general this year. Um, in past years, I have because I thought they were very fun. But this year, I don't know. I guess the Kyrie factor just turned me off. But um, man, they're when they're really like this, when they're the hodgepodge, you know, Rura, almost like the the Denver Nuggets of old back in the Ty Lawson days, you know, where it's just there's no superstar. There's just a bunch of guys that play for each other. It is so fun to watch, man. It is just it's great. And Karis LeVert had himself a night 37, six and nine. Whew. Yeah. I mean, he was bullying people. And and to, to play off what you just said, we have been kind of putting down the nets. We haven't talked about them all. We're just like, oh, we don't need to talk about them. But they've put together a pretty remarkable performance in the bubble. They've beaten some good teams. I mean, they outplayed, Orlando. They outplayed Orlando, right? Like, they, they mm-hmm. don't have their full complement of players. Orlando does. Mm-hmm. And yet, here they find themselves in the seventh spot. So what's going on in Orlando? Yeah, they beat teams <laughs> like the Bucs. They've, they've, they beat... Did they almost beat the Clippers, or did they beat the Clippers? Yeah, I don't remember. I, don't remember. I have to go back but, and check. But but they played really well, and we need to give them their due. Just like you said, kind of like last year when they had uh, D'Angelo and then a couple of these same guys. They just they just play as a team. They're they're fun to watch when they play like that. Yeah, and you always love those teams just throughout the years, right? Like I mentioned those those Nuggets from the the early two thousand tens, right? And um. You know, you just love teams like that. You know, maybe the, even the Suns and the uh, the Eric Bledsoe, Goran Dragic, it days. Uh-huh. You know, teams yeah. that just they have a bunch of good guys that just kind of like like just gamers. You know, they just play for each other. And um, yeah, yeah, those are always fun teams to root for. Um, but yeah, Blazers pulled it out. Surprise, surprise! On the back of Mr. Damian Lillard, uh, another forty-two points <sighs> here for Dame. <laughs> that dude was un- I, Did you see him pull up from the logo? He pulled it from half court. That was unbelievable. That was one of what three threes he hit in a row down the stretch there. It's insane. The dude is just unconscious right now. Like, ah, I am very scared. Very, very scared as a Lakers fan. But the only saving grace for me is that he may have um he may have done this a little too early. I'm hoping that he runs out of steam by the time, you know, the mm-hmm. LA series comes around that, you know. He wastes all these 50 and 40 points. I mean, waste is not the right word because they needed every bucket of his, but um, you know, that he he uses it up here. I'm really hoping because if we run into this Damian Lillard in a seven game series, it's gonna be tough, man. I'll I'll preface this with a little respect to Harden fans and Rockets fans. No disrespect to Harden. I know he does this on a daily basis and he does it so often that we've kind of numb to it. But Damian Lillard, over the course of these past four or five games, has played the best basketball I think I've seen since Kawhi last year in the playoffs. He's been just this fire. He's he's like the sun. The whole universe is, of the game is revolving around him and what he does. He's just he's a once in a generation type player, a guy that's six foot nothing and is able to dominate on the scoring end. Do you think he'll have the impact that Iverson had? Um, cause I don't, I don't, Dame probably will never have an MVP. 
Um, although I could see him getting one, you know, if the Blazers were a bit better as a team and he was leading them like this, maybe he'd be more in the conversation. But, but you know, the cultural cachet that Iverson has, you know, where he's just kind of like iconic of a movement and iconic of a town, you know, in, mm-hmm. in, in Philadelphia, right? Um, and he's just like a cult hero, essentially. Do you think Dame has, has, has he elevated himself to that status? Maybe not on the same exact level as Iverson, because I think Iverson, in terms of just the NBA in general, was a generational uh, cultural movement. But yes, I agree with what you're saying. To him, what he's been to Portland, and as a player, he's very Iverson-esque. He's just dominated with whatever team he's given, and he's been unstoppable, especially in the past two, three years. I knew he was good you know, when he was hitting his prime a few years ago, but these past couple years, he's elevated himself to a superstar so yeah that's a good that's a good comp yeah because i mean you're right he hasn't done everything from a basketball perspective that iverson did um he hasn't dragged a team to the finals right you know um Mm -hmm. but on the other hand i mean he's doing stuff that iverson didn't do um he's staying with one team and it looks like he'll stay with them for his whole career um He's doing, you know, he he's very cultural relevant, you know, but whether you want to talk about just Dame time and, and being loyal and stuff, um, or you want to talk about his his sort of uh, presence outside of basketball, because he's, a, you know, maybe is he the best uh, basketball rapper we've ever heard? Have, oh, maybe. by far. I mean, right? Meta and World Peace bars. gives him a run like... for his money, but yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean he's been, so i don't know man i mean i think dame is like a cultural movement i think players know him and they you know they they're in, not other players sorry fans know him and they're in awe of him sort of iverson-esque so i don't know i think he's closer than people think um anyways I, i've got off a tangent there but uh yeah the the blazers pulled it out 134 to 133 and so we will be seeing a blazers grizzlies play in series here um or game. So basically how it ends up being is the, the Blazers are the eighth seed. The Grizz are the ninth seed. They will play on Saturday morning. Uh, no, Saturday, not Saturday morning. Um, Saturday afternoon. And uh, yeah, if uh, the Blazers win that one, they're in. They're the eighth spot. If they lose, they get one more try at it on Sunday. Um, and if the Grizzlies win two in a row, they're in. So it'll be exciting. One quick man. thing about the game uh, in itself one thing that gives me a little hope uh, against the Lakers playing the Blazers is how many offensive rebounds did um, Jared Allen get down the stretch of that game there? Oh, yeah. He was huge down the stretch. That's a great point. And we can talk more about this when we do. I think we'll do two probably pods on Sunday just to recap all the, yeah. the matchups going in or to preview all the matchups That's going a good point. in. But you're right. Like inside when it's only Nurk, um, he's – He's weirdly not the best defensive rebounder, you know, it, um, it, it, it's just weird how, how you can be active. If you have a lot of active guys going at the rim, they don't really have people to out rebound you. Right. So they have Nurk in the middle, but when they're rolling out that closing lineup, like the next biggest guy is mellow, you know, he's not getting mm-hmm. in there and dirty for a rebound. Um, yeah. Then the next biggest guy is like Gary Trent or CJ. I mean, they're not rebounders. They're not re- like known yeah. for rebounding. And yeah. then it's Dame. So like outside, of, they look you know, fine if you look at it in a macro perspective. But if you zoom in, it's like basically all they have is Nurk. So if you box out Nurk, you're going to get the board. Um, mm-hmm. And so that does bode well for the Lakers. You're right. That's a very good matchup because AD is going to feast um, or he should feast at least. Um, and 
I just rhymed twice. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Take that, Dame. Um, side note. Catch us on the mic. Take boy. that, Dame. Yeah, I got real bars, man. I didn't even know it. Uh, <laughs> uh, side note. Does anybody fall more than Yusuf Nurkic? Is anybody on the floor more? This man is on the floor every other possession. He's like that guy in pickup. Kyle line. Lowry, Everybody maybe. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Kyle Lowry, maybe. But he's taking charges. Nurkic is just falling. Like, <laughs> in random plays. I swear, every time mm-hmm. I turn around, Nurkic is on the floor. He's like that guy that everybody knows in the pickup game where, like, everything he does, he ends up on the floor. He goes for a rebound. And he doesn't quite get it. And he bumps you in the air. And he just falls over. You know, he, he goes for a loose ball on the floor, and all of a sudden, he's sprawled out at half court. Like, <laughs> he's just, I feel like he's always on the floor. Yeah, he was. He was doing. very shallow esque especially in yeah. this game. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, as a Blazers fan, I would be just like cringing. I'd be like, no, Dirk, what are you doing, man? You just came back from injury. Why are you on the floor every other possession? <laughs> oh, man. All right. But yeah, I have no more to say about that game. It was great, but um, I, I'm super excited. I'm super excited about this play and stuff. So, Yeah, it'll be yeah. fun. I'm glad that we at least got one. I mean, the East obviously didn't have a chance with the Wizards, but um, yeah. I bet Adam Silver's happy. We're going to get a chance to try it out. Yeah, I bet he's psyched. Um, so yeah, I pay our respects to the Suns and the Spurs. They were valiant competitors. I know the Suns went eight and zero, and they still didn't make it, and that's a bummer. But you guys got yeah. something here. You guys really pulled. You know, you really clutched onto something in those bubble games, and and hopefully they can take that that fighting spirit and that cohesiveness that they got here and, and translate that to next season. So as, that's I mean, a nice. Conflict. The Suns have to be the biggest story of the bubble. I mean, a team nobody expected to even, they were wondering why they were even invited to the bubble to go eight and no, and to play every game like they had zero margin for error, which they did. Turns out they had negative margin for error because <laughs> no matter what they did, no they what still they end up not making it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, I think it should be a confidence builder. If they don't build on this next year, um, I think it's time to blow that team up. Cause this is, it's now or never sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that they have a great next season. All right. So uh, moving on, we're about uh, 25 minutes into the pod. Um, we thought it'd be cool to do all bubble teams. I mean, the NBA is doing this, right? They're they're picking all bubble teams. They came out with that news a few days ago um, and picking a, a, a bubble MVP. I don't know if they'll call it bubble. I think they're trying to avoid that. I think they like NBA campus better as a terminology, but I like bubble. Yeah, I, I like I like, I like calling team. MVP the bubble boy. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's pick our all bubble teams. How, how does that sound? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Can pick them. I'll, I'll warn you, mine are going to be a little little off book once I get to second team. So we picked a first and a second team for the listeners. Because um, yeah, just because it's fun, why not? Right? Um, yeah. I, I think they'll probably only do a first team. Maybe they'll do a second team, but um we'll we'll do a first and second team and i've got my mvp i'm sure you have yours i mean i don't know if it's really a question at this point um uh yeah yeah this kind of sealed it tonight for me but maybe maybe it isn't maybe we'll have a conversation so um do you want to jump into your first team or do you want to go back and uh, forth sure. do you want to exchange names actually no you um, just run through your can... first team and then we'll we'll, we'll discuss okay. where we're that. different right. yeah so we're doing uh two front court or two backcourt, three frontcourt. Yeah, I think that's a good that, setup. Two, two frontcourt. Yeah. Sorry, two back. I say the same thing. Two backcourt, three frontcourt. Um, it's not exactly yeah, what they'll do. They'll probably do that stupid center thing. But I, I, I hate that. Man. I, I don't have a center on either of my teams. There are no centers so. in the NBA anymore. So I don't know. Here we go. All right. So for my guards, first team. First um, team. All bubble. I've got Damian Lillard. Of course. And then this one was a little tough, but I think it's it's. 
it's pretty obvious it should be D book. Yep. I'm with you, man. hundred percent. Those are my two. Yeah. I get that it's tough. Cause like Harden and, and Luca to some extent, right. They played really, really well, but, but I mean, Booker was bubble Booker. Like you can't take him off. He led his team to an eight, no record. And then Dame, I mean, we don't have to say anything about Dame. Dame's game speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so for my forwards, I think we both can agree on TJ. Absolutely. Um, uh, he played phenomenal. The bubble boy until until recently. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then my last two, I've got two vets. Not really. <laughs> one vet and one newcomer, pretty much. I got the Greek freak. And then I got Luca, actually. Ooh. Even though he missed a game. So but Luca is a forward. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He's listed as a forward. And I just think he played too well to not be listed there. So I'm going to put him up there. So that's interesting. Okay. I, I don't disagree with the picks necessarily. I just I had a different uh I had a different order in terms of uh position. So I think Luca's more of a guard, so I couldn't fit him on my first team. So I, I kind of yeah, fair myself. Enough. So I, I have Giannis as well. I think the Greek freak was just amazing. I mean he he just takes it more seriously than everybody else, it feels like. Like he just cares. Um yeah, he's very locked in. Yeah, he's just locked in. So, um, and then my last spot actually went to Lucas' teammate, Chris Stapps. I feel like we need to acknowledge Chris Stapps. Okay. He had a great bubble, man. He did. I mean, good, good pick. Yeah, Chris Stapps is averaging thirty point five points per game. He's averaging more points per game than Luca in the bubble, um, and shooting better percentages. 40, 47 from the field, thirty eight from three, eighty nine from the line. Like, I don't know, man. He he was great in the bubble. Um, so I want to acknowledge uh, uh, Zingas. Uh, I feel like Luca always gets a good press. So that's a good one. Um, all right, but yeah, we didn't really disagree much. Uh, you know, a little team swapping there, uh, Chris Stapps for Luca. But um, all right, you want to give me your second team, and then I'll tell you my differences. Yeah, I'll hit you with my second team. So, so like I said, I thought Luca was more of a guard. So this is where I put him. I put him in, in my, okay. my first guard spot on the second team because um, he was amazing. I just uh, I kind of consider him as a point guard because he's basically that for that team. Um, yeah, and then I put Harden there. Uh, I think Harden mm-hmm. had an amazing bubble. He missed a couple games, I think, um, in the bubble. Like he didn't play. Um, he missed one. one. Okay, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which made sense. You know, they had already locked up their spot. He didn't really need to play. Um, but he was amazing. We often overlook Harden because he he plays like a dingus, but um, <laughs> he does amazing stuff. So, no matter how much I hate when he draws cheap fouls, um, he's a stud. So I don't know if you disagree with me on either of those. I mean, I guess you had Luca, so your other guard would be someone different, huh? Yeah, I have DeRozan at that other guard. This I know he hilarious. might be a small forward, but yeah, I put him at a guard because he's a two guard to me. He's a classic two guard. So I'm with you because I have DeRozan as my forward, though, in the forward spots. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We just flip positions. We had the same guys. Yeah. Around. <laughs> yeah, so I put DeRozan as one of my forwards, and then my other two are Kawhi because I think he – even though he missed games, he played amazing. Okay. And I don't know how we can keep a Clipper nominee off of this, right? And yeah. Kawhi is clearly the best on point. the Clips. So, uh, now my other guy, Michael Porter Jr. I'm gonna go MPJ. Me too. Really? Okay. Great pick. Great. Yeah. yeah, MPJ was awesome, man. He was shooting amazing percentages. The Nuggets needed every contribution of his, and if they get performances like that from him in, uh, in the playoffs, um, it's gonna add a depth that they just didn't have that no one saw coming. So. Um, look out for for MPJ, man. He's got a bright future. Okay, so yeah. So to recap, Luca Harden, Demar Kawhi, and Michael Porter are my second team. No Lakers on my second team or first team. So 
they didn't play well enough or enough games. I don't think. Yeah, I have AD as an honorable mention, um, but he was too inconsistent. You know, he'd have one amazing yeah. game where he'd go for forty-two and twelve, <laughs> and the next game he'd go for eight and eight. So I, I don't know. Yeah, you can't reward that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, wh- where did you differ? What's your last guy that I didn't mention? Um, instead of um, Kawhi, who'd you have? Wait, sorry, who'd you have besides Michael Porter Jr.? You Kawhi. had and Demar. Kawhi. I didn't have Kawhi. Um, mostly just out of spite. <laughs> Instead, I put Jason Tatum. Um, he was a little bit inconsistent, uh, but I think he has shown that he really is the you know the guy on that team. Yeah, he was, and he played well in a lot of games. He was my pre bubble pick. Remember to to score thirty five mm-hmm. a game. You know, I was a bit off there. Yep. I should have chosen. Uh, I should have chosen Mister Dame for that. But um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't. You know, I don't begrudge that pick. He's been legit, and the Celtics have been inconsistent like you said but but showing as a young guy that he is by far the leader uh in yeah. terms of play um yeah I, I don't dispute that really um i had some more honorable mentions i, I mentioned ad right um but i also wanted to mention triple j jaron jackson jr because if he had kept playing and not gotten hurt um he would have been a lock-in for my first or second team um i mean in the three games that he did play uh the man averaged, uh, wait, I just had the, oh, uh, he averaged 25 a game on 48% from the field, 35 from three and 80% from the line as a big man. Right. So like, I don't know. He was killing it. I love triple J. I think he's got a great bright future in front of him. Um, it's too bad he got hurt really. So yeah, yeah. He was an honorable mention for me as well. And then my last, uh, also, Karis Levert and De'Aaron Fox, but there's just too many guards to put those young guys up. You know? Yeah, there is. Um, it's tough. And then I, I had Paul George as an honorable mention, but the reason he didn't make it is because he's a punk. So um, <laughs> That's a yeah. good point. So, hey, uh, I didn't give you my last guy. Um, obviously, we had the same guys. We differed on the first team. You had Luka on the second team. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't have Kawhi. And instead, my last pick for the second team was uh, 6'3", guard at a duke university adam silver (laughs) i think that everybody was a tiny bit skeptical of the bubble even the players they got there and the food was poopy and they were (laughs) complaining about all this but he planned this out he made sure everything went as planned smoothly and this has been by far one of the most exciting sporting events I've witnessed just because it's been gone for so long and it's going so well. You got to give Adam Silver his due. The best commissioner on the planet. I really like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Adam Silver gets a lot of love and I think it's deserved. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. I think he is the best commissioner in the, the major sports in America. Um, I won't pretend to know the commissioners from a lot of the other sports, um, but of the big three, <laughs> Basketball, baseball, and football, I think he is by far the best. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's done the most to secure player safety, I think, um, while still prioritizing making money. Like he has to. That's his job. So, yeah, yeah. I do like how he walked this line and how he put this together. And, uh, yeah. So, good job, Mr. Silver. Good job. Um, We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. Um, All right, so okay, I so, think it's a then, foregone uh, conclusion. You want to talk about our MVPs? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, it's Dame, right? I mean, yeah, it's Dame Dollar. It's got to be. Yeah, it's Dollar Dollar Dames, y'all. Um, it, he's inevitable. He's Thanos out here. Um, he's just... Uh, Essentially. He was kicking butt. I mean, he started cold. He did start cold. We should mention that. But 
I mean, when you're putting three, like, uh, oh, sorry, wait, how much did he have in this last game? He only had 40 something, right? Only 40 something, I say. Oh my God. Only 40. Um, only chump. 42. Yeah, what a chump. <laughs> but, but going for 50 plus and then 61 and then 42, I mean, that is just ridiculous. In the clutch, his team's back against the wall. They needed every single one of these wins and stepped up. Stepped up huge. He always does. He's dollar dollar dames. Devin Booker was a close second, I think. Uh, he led a team to a perfect bubble, uh, one that had essentially negative room for error, as I said. You got to give him his due there. But when a, when a player just explodes like that and gets into a category with Wilt Chamberlain, you got to give him his due. You got to give him his due. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do feel, I do feel for Brooke. Um, he, he, like you said, he was fighting with Dame for that spot, but I got to give it to Dame at the end just because of how ridiculous his performances were. But that's, that's by no means a slight of Devin Booker because he was awesome. He, he did what his no. team needed. Mm-hmm. You know, he did what a true superstar does. He put the team on his back. Um, all right. Well, that's our recap. Um, on a Thursday night here. And, uh, I think our next pod will be on Sunday. Um, pending, you know, the results of this first playing game, which is happening on Saturday. Um, I guess we'll, we'll determine when we're doing the podcast on Sunday after that. You know, if if the Grizzlies win, then maybe we want to hang off until the, the second game on uh-huh. Sunday to do the pod. I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll play it by ear. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I, I loved being basketball being back, but I'm very excited to be down to a manageable number of games every day. Exactly. Um, yeah. I was getting some some bubble burnout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was fun, but man, I am uh, I'm excited all out. So uh, do you want to do a quick uh, pick 'em recap before we end the pod? Yeah, let's get through this real quick. All right. So last pod we did on Tuesday night, if you recall, and um, the two games we picked, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, were Heat Thunder yesterday, right? Where I took mm-hmm. the Heat and you took the Thunder straight up, and uh, lo and behold, the Thunder won by one point. Pulled that out with mm-hmm. a one-point victory right at the end. Um, a big comeback, too. They were down 20, I think, at one point. Big comeback, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that puts you up 3-1 in that in the series. Um, and then today we picked... Wait, what game? Do we, oh, Mavs Suns, right? Yep. Um, I don't remember who picked who. Did I pick the Suns? I picked the Mavericks. Okay. Yeah, I thought I picked yeah. the Suns, but I, I didn't want to mm-hmm. claim it in case you had because my memory's a little faulty these days. All right, so that that puts us at uh since the Suns pulled it out um to no avail for themselves, but to much avail for me. Uh, it turns it's into a three-two pickup series for us here. So really coming down the stretch because we only have tomorrow's slate of games left in this ramp up. Um, All right. So I could tie it up or I could lose right here and out. Um, actually, you know what we should do? We should pick tomorrow's game. And if I manage to tie it up, then we should use the playing games as a tiebreaker of sorts. How about that? I like that. I like that. All right. It's a good It's a good one. All right. Since you're down, you need a miracle. You pick the game. You pick the team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, none of these games matter. Is anyone going to play? I mean... <laughs> I don't really know. That's the hard part. That's really it's the hard be, part. I mean, I guess the best game to pick might be Heat Pacers because they are going to play in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. It will be to interesting. To tune up for each other. I think you're right. That's the game I was leaning towards as well. So I think Heat Pacers is a good place to start. Um, yeah. I kind of think that I want to go with – excuse me. Um, I think I want to go with the Pacers 
here in this one if we're okay. doing it straight up um um yeah I, I i will even give you a couple points because i wanted the heat uh one because i know that they've beat the heat uh, the pacers every time this season and i just think the heat being the heat they're going to try to send a message they're going to play their guys at least into the fourth quarter and they're going to try to whoop their butts so yeah i'll take the heat and i'll spot you three and a half points well, i don't know i think we should keep it a pick them because i'm just looking up a report right now and uh According to Mr. Ira Winderman, um, he put out a tweet earlier today uh, saying, <laughs> recapping the Heat evolving injury list for Friday's game against the Pacers. Oh. Jimmy Butler, out. Gordon Dragic, out. Bam Adebayo, out. Gabe Vincent, out. Casey Akpala, out. Jay Crowder, questionable. DJJ, questionable. Andre Iguodala, questionable. I'm going to give you three and a half points still. I think, I think we, let's the young guns. Let's do a pick them. I like it. Fine, fine. Right. I believe in the Pacers. Right, we'll I think they'll want to get off the schneid in this this season series. So I I believe in them. Um, I believe in Tyler Hero. He's gonna go off again. He can. And he's gonna be hit that game with baby. Exactly. Yeah. Now we gotta pay royalties. Thanks a lot. <laughs> no, I think we're good. I don't think anyone's mistaking my horrible rendition of Gabriel Iglesias for the real thing. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. So that was a that was a bit long dang i didn't think we were talking for that long uh <laughs> yeah we're still working on that we're, we're getting a little precise but hey we're still new to this only eight in we're figuring it out yeah, i guess when we get going we never shut up huh um all right well it was good talking to you anyways always good talking to you jake um you gotta always have a fun time yeah on the pod. always a good time so i guess we'll see uh you listeners on sunday and uh you got any closing words remarks wisdom I've got one pretty important one. It's pretty profound. So I'm ready. Get a boo. <laughs> Classic. Amazing. I love it. Nothing else. Uh, yeah. Get a boo from Jake and peace from me. See you in the next one.